Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my god. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's the worst. Shot, shot three. Shot three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Hi, welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. And this is episode 42. It is the 42nd episode. Which also, in addition to and as well as, is the last episode of season three. That's true. This is the last one for, I mean, until December sometime. Yeah. Sometime in December when we're back. Sometime then. Yeah. But because this is the last episode, we have joining us a very special guest, someone who I have been told was their favorite guest. That would be Hanzo. Hey now. (laughs) (laughs) Who said Hanzo was their favorite? Uh, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> well, you don't know him. You'll meet him at the wedding, but it was Don, actually. Don? Yeah, Don. Which one is that? I work with him. Oh, is he Kissy's husband? No, that's Fireball. Oh, <laughs> I forgot you had names for all of them. Which one is Don? Just another coworker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's a big fan of the podcast. He listens. Big shout out to Don. Oh, I hope you know. Don has excellent taste. <laughs> he does. I hope you know our uh, our dad listened to the podcast and he said he listened to your episodes and loved them. And we asked, uh, he he tried to guess your age just based oh, off of your think? voice. He thought you were way older than him. Really? Uh-huh. And he's about Lyle's age. Wow. Wait, how old yeah, is he? Um, th- he's early 50s, right? Dad's about to be 52. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lyle is 48. Okay. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Dad's older than that then. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I just I just turned forty in September. Oh well, happy birthday! Happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> I I'm turning thirty one tomorrow. Uh, really thirty one? Yes. Your head looks like it's wore out two bodies. You, you sure you're not? Uh, my head looks effort? like my head looks like what? It's wore out two bodies. Two bodies. Yeah, you look a little older than thirty one. <laughs> You know what? She does get that often. 31 years is quite the age for a horse. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. That And that's long in the tooth. That's, I did not consider the equine equation. <laughs> I'm a person, just a regular person. That's why I'm speaking into a microphone. Mm-hmm. I've got regular teeth and hands, Okay, a well, normal body. We agree to disagree. I have no haunches, no mane. I don't wear riding equipment. Okay. Out of sight of I the bedroom. Like, That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, thirty-one years old and about sixteen hands high. <laughs> <laughs> Great, fantastic. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> so the topic for the night is berry. Berry, like fruit. Yes. Here, let me let me use it in a sentence as to make this simple. Okay. My friend Barry helped me bury the seeds for berry. I don't think you even understood that sentence fully. No, I did. My friend Barry, he helped me bury the seeds for my berry. You, you know, you're just confounding people. The plural of berry is berries. So you're going to I'm plant- only growing one berry. I don't need <laughs> I don't need multiple berries. I just need one. I see. Uh no, but really the topic is berry as in B U R Y. Put something in, in there. Yes. 
Bury. Oh, is that the Virginian way to pronounce it? Or the correct way. <laughs> is that is that how the Appalachians pronounce Burry. it? Yes. You're buried. Buried. Yeah. Okay. Buried in deep. <laughs> bury your feelings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's how we'll pronounce it the rest of this episode. Yeah, bury. There we go. Perfect. Oh, yes. So before we move on, we would love to say thank you to our wonderful, attractive, charming patrons. Uh-huh. Wealthy in the heart, if not in the wallet. That's for sure. True. I've heard if you're a patron, though, eventually you'll like win the lottery. You that you heard that? Uh-huh. Where did you hear it? Well, you have to play the lottery oh, in okay. addition to and as well as also being our patron. Mm. But then, yeah, it increases your chances. Uh huh. OK, that sounds scientific. Yeah, I bet that is a fact. It is. OK, well, our patrons are mom and dad, Terry and Danny, Sam and Ricky, TJ, David, Jeremy, Abria, Thomas and Flash. Thank you guys so much. You wow. are incredible. You guys are wonderful. You're lining our wallets and our hearts. So now the shots for the night. So Jess, me and you had the uh, the tequila trifecta, as we'll we'll call it. Yep. We had three different shots of three different tequilas. Mm-hmm. One was one I'm not a fan of. You are aware of this. I like it though. It's Terramana Blanco Terramana Small Batch Tequila, and it was distilled in copper pots, which I that is my worst. That's the worst. That is place probably to my distill. least favorite distilling method. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel the same. Yes. Um, but we also had El Jimador Tequila Reposado, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the absolutely wonderful 1800 Cristalino Añejo. Right. So we'll never buy that again because uh, it was like 60 bucks for this thing. Well, it's in a fancy bottle. I know. If you want that fancy bottle, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll drink my tequila out of a plastic jug. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Speaking of um, cheap liquors, that is. Uh, Hanso, I believe you had mentioned you took some shots of Evan Williams. Cheap. Yeah, cheap, Hanzo, cheap. Well, you can call it affordable if you'd like. But I... <laughs> it's the poor man's bourbon. It, it comes to no, it's not. It's not got like a picture of a hog's ass on the bottle or something. It's in a glass bottle, for God's sake. <laughs> Evan Williams is a fine bourbon. Well, it's a fine bourbon. You know what? I will take your word for that, except that I won't because I've tasted it and I hated it. So, <laughs> But you also hated Monkey Shoulder and that was expensive. Uh, no, I absolutely love Monkey Shoulder. They're the best and they're the greatest, you know, uh, blended malt scotch whiskey that I've ever had in my life. Are you sure that's the kind of whiskey that I'm, Monkey Shoulder is? I'm sure it's amazing things. And I'm sure that the 27th batch was the best one. Is that the one that we had? Yes. <laughs> so we took shots of monkey shoulder whiskey <laughs> in, our, in our last live. And uh, we were very unkind about our feelings about it. Um, we, I believe, described in detail the mid notes we were detecting from tasting it. Yeah. For example, uh I believe domestic violence was one of them. Yeah, I did get a whiff of domestic violence. Domestic violence, unwashed hands, urinal cakes, something like that. Yeah. We were not we were not gentle. No. Um that all that said, uh Jacob decided to tag Monkey Shoulder, the brand, the company in the live and they responded. <laughs> they did. They they replied. They commented on our video and uh they were very kind. Whereas we were not. So I've decided to uh, be very kind to Monkey Shoulder back. Thanks, Monkey Shoulder. 
their kindness has made the whiskey taste so much better. Also yeah. the potential for sponsorship, but who yeah. even, I mean, that's not, that's totally unrelated. And I, I, I can feel their warm, gentle pat on my monkey shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. That was awful. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> it's fine. They're not paying me yet, so it's cool. <laughs> I get the mistakes out now. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. Well, Anzo, I don't know about you, but I have a shot poured in front of me like right now. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's go ahead and take another shot right here, right now on this podcast. Shot four for us. Let's do it. There we go. Ugh. I'm flavor country. Did you just say you're what? I said I'm in flavor country. <laughs> That's what we should say the next time we take a shot of monkey shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking notes. After your, after your scathing indictment of their product. <laughs> now that you're trying to rope them in for some bucks. You know, yes. Maybe, uh, you know. Which your direction of your sails on 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 that wind? <laughs> yes. Is that how uh, the country folk say Flavor Town? What Flavor Town? Yeah, Flavor Town, as coined by a uh, celebrity chef. What's his name? Guy Fieri. Yeah, that's the oh, guy, I, the fat guy with the frosted tips. Oh, I've seen him. Yeah. That, uh, he, does he say Flavor Town? He yeah. says Flavor Town. Well, fuck him. <laughs> he also takes bites of burgers and goes, oh, this is gangster. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Did I tell well, you? I'm, I'm, switching, I'm switching to flavor country then. Did I tell you that he showed up at like some music festival and walked up on stage? Right. He was invited on stage. OK. And like everyone was like fucking blood curdling, like cheering for him. And he brought with him a whole bunch of frozen lean cuisines. <laughs> That he started signing and throwing into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody thought that one through. Dude. I mean, there's one person out there that wasn't paying attention. There's the, like me that don't give a fuck about Guy Fieri that took a, a frozen uh, Salisbury steak to the side of the head. He's pissed. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. But like that just means he knows that he's a joke and he's running with it, which is great. I do respect that, you know? What shocks me is there, are, like, there's like no doubt there were at least three sets of tits flashing at him from the stage, and he was hurling. Was it you said frozen, still frozen, lean cuisine? Well, I, I don't know how long ago they were in the freezer, <laughs> but they were like the prepackaged, like somewhat <laughs> thawed lean cuisine, probably. And he was pulling them out, signing them, and then he would like scan the audience. <laughs> Until he found his target, and he would point at them, and then frisbee the <laughs> lean cuisine to them. Oh, okay, well that, that makes that makes better sense. That's incredible. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't just nailing random country yeah, folk yeah, on the side I of the head. Thought he was standing up there like you know uh, hardballing uh, you know Alfredo dinners into the crowd. Frozen <laughs> <laughs> Alfredo dinners. Yeah, I didn't you know. think it was like frisbeed or underhanded. I thought it was like launched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it is time that we spin the first wheel. Yes. Yes, it is. Hanzo, I know that you are distant. You are away from us. But perhaps you can tell Jessica how you would like her to spin this wheel. The regular way, I assume. Uh, put, well, put your little hoof on the on the wheel and I... just give it a, a gentle, gentle, uh, you know, a gentle stomp. I guess in in the parlance of, of your kind. Parlance, I so just a regular spin. I have hands and not hooves. Give it a give it a gentle 
touch to it and don't don't be bucking away at this wheel. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I okay. Don't get don't get spooked when it clicks. <laughs> All right. All right. We got the first wheel spin of the night. Um, this was sent in by Anonymous. <laughs> As they all seem to be. Love it. Okay. To whom do you gay? <laughs> I don't. Is that asking like, well, who's your if you're a guy, who's your guy crush? Um, well, specifically, it's saying to whom do you gay? To whom do you gay? Yes. So I think that's saying who... Who would you go gay for or who would you be gay with, perhaps? If you if you had to, I assume. Which same sex person would you fornicate with, as I think what it's trying to say? Ah, hmm. All right. Well, you spun for Hanzo, so I suppose he should go first. I, you spun for Hanzo with your hoof. Oh, oh, I did. With my regular hand. You um, and your horse memory. <laughs> Anyway, I believe Hanzo needs to go first because he technically spun. He did. In spirit. So, Hanzo, we ask you, to whom do you gay? Uh, well, I, you know, first of all, I'm reeling from the phrasing of the question. I mean, who, who, is, where, where, who is sending this shit in? It's anonymous, man. I wish I knew. I mean, yeah, we can't really say their emails on here. And we uh, we've said it a couple episodes before. If you want to remain anonymous, just don't add your name to it because we're not going to read your email. Some people's emails are their names. But if their names yeah. aren't in the email, then it's anonymous. And they have all been anonymous just about. To, to whom do I gain? To whom? Uh, I would say if uh, I know who. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman also. What? Interesting. The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. I believe we... Did we, we receive an email? Received an email from someone um, of at least a similar name. I'm forgetting the exact name now. Yeah, that's, and that's why I'm willing to sleep with him is because he's going to gut Jake like a fish. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall him saying that he was going to, quote, gut me like a fish. I believe he described you as like a symbol of American female. Um, Western female decadence, I believe. Oh, wow. Wow. You must have listened to that episode very recently to remember that. that. I did. At any rate, I like the cut of that guy's gym. You'd like to go to his gym? Is that what you said? No, I like the cut of his gym. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a saying. People know it. <laughs> People know it. I do I've, know it. Hold on. I've never heard of that. I would like to go to his gym. <laughs> I, oh, God. <laughs> well, you asked whom he would gay. And maybe there's it's like a gym related sort of fantasy. Maybe that's where they meet each other, and that's where the gay happens. It happens, yeah, in the, exactly, the in the showers. Exactly where I fell in love with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia was at Planet Fitness with the lunk alarm going off. <laughs> uh, I said, "There's my guy." <laughs> Damn, I you found got... out politics were pretty much exclusively for about killing Jake. Yeah, <laughs> it was over with. <laughs> yep. Your love was sealed. He stole his heart that yeah. way. Okay. Um, who would I, who would I, to whom would I gay? Yeah, to whom, Jess? Interesting. Um, oh, uh, you would probably remember her name. I don't. She was the actress. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but the only one I remember is Fifty Shades of Grey, the title of. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I watched her in a movie called Suspiria. 
There was a remake okay. of a, a really old movie. Uh-huh. It was not good, but she is super cute. So she was the first person I thought of, so I'll choose her. I'll, I'll, she is the one to whom I would gay. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Right? She's a good looking girl. I think so. A woman? Uh-huh. Perhaps. So for me... What's her position on Jake murdering? What is mm. your position? I'm not, you know, she, I, I'm really not sure. We'd have to introduce her in some way, but I, well, maybe, she'll, uh, maybe she'll hear the podcast and decide to email and tell her. Maybe, maybe she will. It's possible. Anything is possible. Really? What's not possible though, is for me to give the most basic answer. And I won't, I will not say Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. That I is not. someone you have been notoriously gay for yes. in recent episodes, especially violently gay for some would say violently i i don't know that i would say you didn't say violently that already gay i don't think so oh um but you know what um i think i'm gonna choose someone that to whom i would gay okay uh now this man he travels he's a traveler often a nomad yes travels the globe whoa and by 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 being gay with whom this man is, I would obviously grow in fame. Is it blind operatic Italian singer Andrea Bocelli? Um, no, it is. It is not him. Oh, lovely. His voice is. <laughs> oh, OK. Who is it? Um, I was thinking someone a little younger, you know, Kanye West. Wow. What's up? OK, that's right. Now, because I feel like when we're not gaying that we would have really deep, cool conversations. Maybe. You know, sure. Fleeting. Sure. <laughs> but they would get real deep in those sure. in those right. conversations for a moment. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like I would have fun with that. Plus, obviously, then I'd be famous. Did you hear about what happened to his most recent ex-girlfriend? Kim Kardashian. No. I thought was his wife. Uh, they got divorced. Oh, he dated someone else afterwards, though. And did you hear what happened to her? I didn't hear that. She was attacked in Hollywood with a machete. Oh. <gasps> Did he attack her? No, some random. Oh, why is that relevant? Did he pay someone Hold to on. do it? Did do you even know who this is? This woman? No. Yeah, no one did. But now everyone does because she's crazy famous and she got attacked by Machete Man. She dated Kanye West and was then attacked by someone with a machete. Yeah. That's how she's going down in She's probably going to get a fame. reality show. Wow. So, that's what I'm in for. Huh. I'm looking for the reality show. You just want to be famous. You're using him as a stepping stone is yes. what you're saying. Yes. Uh, yeah. See, I chose for the potential for gay love. It sounds mm. like so did Hanzo. I did not go for love. Yeah. Jake's just shooting an angle. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I am. I am gaying for uh, up the ladder. Who do you think would be the top? You or Kanye? Hmm. <laughs> you know what? In most circumstances, I feel like people would assume that Kanye would be the top. But I think he's a secret bottom. I think Kanye is a he's a freak, you know, and I think he would take it more times than than give it. You think he's looking to be dominated? <laughs> I think he likes to be choked, you know. I No, I I didn't imagine he's that. got that. He's got that look on his face <laughs> The I want to be choked face. Yeah, the, I'm into being choked. Whoa. I mean, you you seem to be very familiar with that face. I've seen yeah, that face. You and, I, you and I interpret things entirely differently. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that face quite a few times. Interesting. Yeah. You know, you were hit on by a gay, um, what was it? Liquor salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. He gave me a free bottle of gin. <laughs> I don't remember what his name was, but thank you. <laughs> Bevmo employee. 
<laughs> okay. Well, we've all chosen. And now we're moving in to the very first story. Jacob, I believe that's you. It is me. So as you recall, we had chosen the topic Burry. 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 Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I wanted to find a story of a grave digger who was also a serial killer. But unfortunately for me, that was apparently like an episode of of Bones. A grave digging serial killer? Yeah. Starring uh, David Borealis. Or whatever the fuck his name is. I know what show you're talking about. I don't think that's true. I thought there was a serial killer who dug up Bones. No, no, no. There was I'm Ed saying, Gein. Ed Gein did no, that. A grave digger. Like an old time grave digger. Oh. Who was a serial killer. I see. And in the show Bones, there was a serial killer who went by the name Grave Digger. And so that's all that came up. And I could find nothing else. All of the keywords were stolen by Bones. And the monster truck, I'm sure. Oh, that did come up. Yes. Grave <laughs> yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So I had to divert and try to find something else. Mm. Then I thought it would be really funny to do this whole bit, you know, about that movie where Sandra Bullock was buried alive. With, and, oh, Kiefer Sutherland. And, is yeah. It? I was like, and Kiefer Sutherland was like her husband or something. Yeah. And he ended up getting buried alive, too. I don't remember the title of that movie, yeah. but yeah, I remember it. But I thought you wouldn't get it. So I skipped it. OK. Not, not doing that whole bit. <laughs> Instead, I found a real story, a real one. A non-fictional. A non-fictional story. <laughs> OK. Have you ever heard? Uh, and this is a question for the royal you. This is you, Jessica, and you, Hanzo. Have you ever heard of Tiffany Cole? No, not me. Never. Never. That's good. So, Tiffany Cole, typical woman. You wouldn't think much of her, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna be suspecting her of been doing terrible things or whatnot. Sure. Well, Tiffany Cole lived in uh, South Carolina. Okay, so down in the in the country. Okay, and. She met, who would become two of her close friends, James and Carol Sumner. Oh, oh, are they a couple? They are a couple, yes. So they met and they became friends. They moved to Jacksonville, Florida, and they were friends with, uh, the Sumners were friends with Tiffany Cole's father. And so they all knew each other, it was very nice. So in June of 2005, okay, so a little ways back, right? I was, a, I was a wee lad, only eight years old. How old were you, Hansa? What year was this again? 2005. Oh, I was uh, 21? I was 14. No, 22, something like that. Yeah, 21, 22. He was 21, 22. I was 14 yeah. years old. So Hanzo was getting fucked up at bars. Oh, and I, yeah. And I was going to the first grade. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Anyway, so Cole, uh, Tiffany Cole, and her boyfriend. Michael Jackson. What? I know. His name is Michael Jackson. Oh, that's just his name. That's just his name. Gotcha. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. Um, they were visiting their friends in Jacksonville. And Michael Jackson lived in Jacksonville? Michael Jackson was visiting Jacksonville. Oh. He didn't live there. Okay. And they were visiting their friend, Alan Wade. Okay. Uh, Tiffany had called the Sumners. She asked if she could stay the night with them in Jacksonville. And while visiting, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Sumner had informed Tiffany Cole about how they had just sold their previous home and they had a $99,000 profit. Wow. So they, they had just come into some money. It's very okay. nice. Yes. So the Sumners had 
pretty much set themselves up so that they never really have to work again, they don't have to worry about anything. They're good to go. Okay. Okay. I don't know how you do that with $99,000, but they did it. Well, you don't know what they do for a living. Maybe they have other stuff going on. Who knows? Probably. So Tiffany Cole, Michael Jackson, Alan Wade, and another friend, Bruce Nixon, had formulated a plan. They were going to get this $99,000. Whoa. They wanted it. They would use it. And the Sumners were old. Who cares about them? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Forget them. Yeah, fuck the Sumners. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> oh, my God. So their plan started with Nixon stealing, for some reason, four shovels. He stole them instead of buying them? He did not buy the shovels. He stole the shovels. So he stole some shovels. Maybe he's practicing his deviance. Now, I know what you're thinking. What would these shovels be used for? I wasn't. Because I, we already talked about the topic of the episode. Which so. was? Bury. Bury. Well, that's, these, these shovels were not going to be buried, Jessica. These shovels, <laughs> were meant, these shovels were meant to dig a hole, okay? Sure. And they were going to dig a hole big enough for two. Like Mr. and Mrs. Sumner? I don't know. I don't know. Allegedly, maybe. Sounds like. I have no idea. Okay. Anyway, so Tiffany Cole, she went and she rented a car. A small little Mazda. No big deal. And... Then their little group, right, this little foursome, drove outside of Florida into Georgia, where they dug up a four foot deep, six foot wide square. Okay, so pretty big. So Jackson, Wade, and Nixon dug the hole, right? The men dug the hole, and Tiffany, Tiffany Cole, she just held a flashlight and she just she was watching, right? She didn't know what they were doing. Sure. They're, just, they're just in there. Oh, she had well, no what, idea. What are they doing in there? I have no idea. Just holding a flashlight. Okay. And so now the plan was set in motion. They were going to inject the Sumners with a lethal poison. Uh, okay. Okay. Because they were supposed to go out of town, but they didn't. They were going to poison them because they were going to go out of town? No, they were going to, they were going <laughs> to go out of town, but because they weren't. Now they're going to poison them. <laughs> the Sumners are going to be in the house when they're going to go rob it. They're getting straight up poisoned. Why they dug a hole <laughs> first when they weren't planning on murder, I don't know. But I digress. <laughs> okay. okay. So here we go. It was a backup hole. It, it was a Justin Casey's. <laughs> okay. A Justin Casey's hole. <laughs> so on July 8th of 2005, Cole and her little posse, okay, they purchased duct tape. They purchased plastic wrap. And then they drove their rented Mazda to the Sumner house. Now, the Sumners know Tiffany Cole and Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't approach the door. So instead, they sent the other two. Okay. That would be Wade and Nixon. So Wade and Nixon went up to the Sumners. They rang the doorbell and they asked Mrs. Sumner if they could use her phone. Mrs. Sumner being the nice old woman she was, she let them in. She said, of course, come use my phone. You need it. And immediately, Wade ripped the telephone cord from the wall and Nixon pulled out a gun. Whoa. Pointed it at the Sumners in their 60s, by the way, and forced them into compliance. They bound them with duct tape, okay? And they started searching the house for all of their bank account records, for any valuables, whatever. Then they took the Sumners into the garage where they forced them both into the trunk of their Lincoln town car. Oh. I know. McConaughey would be pissed. He would be. 
livid. But talk Did they about... inject them with poison? I thought they were going to do that. Oh, interesting. Must have skipped that part, right? Or they, they must still... have forgot. They must have forgot that. Maybe they'll do that after. We'll, we'll do it later. Find okay. out. Anyway, the Sumners are now in the back of this Lincoln Town car. Wade and Nixon get in it and start driving. Cole and Jackson follow. Okay, they are driving towards. You guessed it. The Georgia. Hole. That's right. The hole in Georgia. Now, when they arrive there. At the hole. That's right. Uh, Cole and Nixon allegedly remained at the edge of the road in the Mazda. They didn't approach the hole. They, they had no, they didn't do that. Now, Jackson and Wade took the Sumners into the woods. They apparently threw the Sumners into the hole that they had dug up. Dug up? They dug in? No, they, no, you're right. Dug in. They was had it, dug in. Was it dug in? They had dug in up. I feel like that's not right. Second opinion, Hanso, is that correct? Are you asking me if Duggan is a word? Yeah, he no, he said I think he the exact sentence was he had Duggan up and I'm agreeing, yes. That's the correct way to say it and we can move on. No, it's Doug. I'm gonna say it's Doug. Who's Doug? <laughs> All right, that that, jo- that joke missed. That joke that joke did not land. Hanso's unamused. <laughs> move on. Anyway, uh, the Sumners were blindfolded, they were bound, and they were forced into the hole in Georgia. And then... When did the poison come? And then dirt started landing on them. Not poison? (laughs) Not poison. (laughs) Now, apparently... Are they burying them alive? They are burying... Oh my god! The Sumners alive. No! Now, moving on... Apparently, the the group of four had gone back to the Sumner's house where they, I mean, raided the house for all the valuables. They're assuming the $99,000 is somewhere in the somewhere house. Somewhere in the house. In a mattress, probably. The so freezer. Basically, they took all their jewelry, all their valuables, and they pawned them off. They had taken their bank information. They got their pin codes from the Sumners. They had forced it out of them with their gun, which, by the way, was a fake gun. It was a water gun that they had, like, painted black or some shit. Whoa. I know. Um, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. That sucks a lot. And so they had obtained thousands of dollars in cash from their bank accounts. They had pawned all this stuff. They got all this money. Fortunately for, you know, justice, uh, these criminals were very stupid. And they used the ATM card everywhere they went. <laughs> <laughs> so they right. were very quickly tracked where they had just used it at a hotel to stay mm-hmm. in and they were all arrested. Now, after being arrested, uh, Nixon decided to work with prosecutors. Ah, he decided to squeal? Yes, he squealed. And he took the police to the Sumner's grave. And what police found at the grave site, where if you recall, they were buried alive. Yeah. Both victims had managed to break free from their bonds. All right. So they got out of their duct taped hands and feet, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But they could only manage to hug each other. Oh. And they still died four feet under. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. That's right. Four feet is as tall as Hanzo is. (laughs) I thought you people measured in hands, you wet people. Boo. Anyway, so obviously they were all arrested. There's a whole lot of evidence against them, specifically Nixon testifying against all of them. Fucking asshole. (laughs) So Tiffany Cole, her trial, it only lasted a week. 
and this was October 2007. So the jury deliberated for less than 90 minutes before finding her guilty of first degree murder, and they had voted nine to three that she should receive the death penalty. Most of this evidence was included, was uh, that they used was photos of Cole and the other people, the, her other little posse. Okay. Uh, there were pictures of them in limousines, drinking champagne, taking pictures with handfuls of cash. Celebrating their recent murder, I <laughs> yes. assume. Yes, in addition to uh, Nixon, you know, ratting on all of them. Ah. That's right. So five months after her trial, uh, the sentence was handed down and Cole was given the death sentence. Whoa. That's right. Um, so fun fact, she's only one of three women in Florida's death row. Okay. Uh, she's also- Like holds, you mean currently or ever? Uh, currently. Okay. And she was one of the youngest women ever to be on death row. She was only, she was in her like early twenties. So. Well, I mean. Pretty rough. She earned it, sounds like. That's right. The other two also received uh, death sentences, but not Nixon. Interesting. Nixon was only given 45 years and he was only found guilty of second degree murder. Isn't he the one who literally buried them? Yes. And coaxed them out of their home at water gun point? Yes, but he worked with prosecutors, so he got a sweet little deal. Ah. Uh. So you would assume that would be the end of the story, right? Three of them got death sentences. Nixon got 45 years. Who knows what'll happen in 45 years, but that is not the end of the story because in 2017, uh -huh. Florida did something stupid. Um, all right. The Florida Supreme Court had ordered new sentencing hearings. Why? For Cole Wade and Jackson, because the juries had not unanimously recommended the death penalty. And in 2016, the US Supreme Court ruling Hearst versus Florida found that Florida's prior law permitting non-unanimous jury verdicts in death penalty cases violated the Sixth Amendment. Okay. So because all 12 didn't say death, they said that they need to be resentenced. All right. And since then- I still think they should have been put to death, but I understand the reasoning. In July of 2022, so just a couple months ago, Wade was resentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. We are still waiting to see what happens with Tiffany Cole and Michael Jackson, but it's looking like the same will happen. They will not be given the death penalty. They will be given life in prison. Fingers crossed. So hopefully they get fucking murdered in prison or something, right? I hear that only happens to like child abusers and killers and whatnot. Um, oh, and there we go. That's the statistic I was looking for. Uh, Tiffany Cole was the third youngest woman on death row in the United States when she was convicted. Oh, in the whole United States? The whole United States. Wow. Yeah. Women don't get the death penalty that often. We had a whole episode about it. That's true. It's very rare for women mm -hmm. to get the death penalty because it's very rare for women to do violent crimes. In a- The death penalty worthy crimes. In a newsworthy way, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. There you got it. Nice. She buried the old couple alive. They managed to- break free and hold each other one last time. And then they fucking died. I think the moral of the story is uh, don't have telephones in your home. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't have a telephone in your home, then you can't offer it to people who said that their car broke down. Yeah. Also, who falls for that, right? I mean, we've seen so many horror movies where that just goes way wrong. I mean, adorable elderly people just wanting to be nice, be in good Florida? neighbors. There can be kind people You're gonna in Florida. You're going to help people in Florida? No, I agree. They should not have and should have been wiser. But it's not like 
it was that stupid of a thing to do. Hanzo, a man knocks on your trailer door and asks to use your cell phone. <laughs> what do you tell him? I'll throw an alligator at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, I, 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 you know, I'm dick white trash, so obviously I don't have a phone. Right. But then I throw an alligator at him, yeah. Right. We had to send you a burner in order to contact us just for this episode. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, I'm speaking now on a Nokia. <laughs> he had to go to the bank to get uh, two rolls of, of dimes so that he can put them into at the cafe, at the internet cafe. Oh. <laughs> One dime is 10 minutes of oh. internet. And so that's how he's managed to call us. Well, I'm grateful. Yeah, he's running out of dimes, though, because you're... Moving real slow tonight, Jess. It was your story that was up. Yeah, I know, but I was waiting for your reactions like so many times, and you had none because you were playing with your stupid dog. I wasn't playing with a dog. You were playing with a dog. I watched it with my eyes. Anyway, well, we can go on break now. Yes, we can take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some fun things to say on the break, so we'll get into that, and okay. uh, then we'll come back, hit up the wheel, and then we'll hit Hanzo and Jess for their stories about bury. Burying. Yeah. Blueberries. Blackberries. Yeah. All the berries. I'm sorry. They're what? Berry. Those are berries. Oh, berries. Berry and bury are two different things. Poison. Okay. When when an animal burrows into the ground, do you do you call that an animal? Uh, when they have a burrow, do you call that a uh, a a barrow? No. No. That's what you use to carry your firewood around a wheelbarrow. <laughs> don't pronounce it like burial it's burial yeah burial (laughs) this is this is this is because we were born on two separate ends of our our great nation we were born on the west end yeah one side had education (laughs) the other had methamphetamine yeah and one one of us was born in a stable was it you were you born in a stable no i'm 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 not a horse you are (laughs) You I, are. No, I'm not. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you can't see it, but I'm offering you a sugar cube. <laughs> Take it. Take it, Jess. Calm. <laughs> I, I almost tweeted last night that uh, um, the real trouble is that every time I get upset on this hellscape application, people offer me carrots and sugar cubes. And I like carrots and sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, if you recall, uh, about a week ago was Danny's bridal shower. Her Texas bridal shower. Texas bridal shower. Yes. Yeah. That was that was her uh, her yeehaw bridal shower, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you were in attendance. I was there. I was there also. I thought I was in a leave, but it ended up being not like a girly. Su- it wasn't super lame. Yeah, it wasn't like super lame. So I just hung out and got drunk. Sure. A uh, key point. Remember that. Drunk. Okay. 
<laughs> so everyone left, right? The bridal shower when it ended. Mm-hmm. And all that remained was me and Danny, boss man James, his family, right? They hosted. Mm-hmm. And the gays. Yes. That's all that's all that remained. All right. And we decided we were going to walk on down to the the country fest. Oh, there was the, a country fest. Yeah, there was a fall festival happening down down the street. And uh Bossman James, he has two little daughters and he had sent them down the road to go see if it was open and they said yes. Turns out Bossman James's daughters are stupid <laughs> because no, it was not open. They were packing up their easy ups and shit, okay? Oh, okay. But we had walked all that way. We might as well stop and see if we can call the horses to come and hang with us, right? So we stood by a gate where there's a little ranch and there's a bunch of horses and stuff. And we did make little calls, right? Made little made little haulers all right. for the horses to come over. And unfortunately, not one horse did. But as you know, uh, horses have like a mongoloid cousin. Is, is it mules? It's a mule. Yeah. Um, and so- one of those mongoloids decided to come over to approach us, mm-hmm. if you will. And so we're all petting it, having a good time. I'm petting this mule and it's licking my hand. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Right. OK. Like, this is fun. Um, then boss man was like, watch out. It'll bite you. And I was like, no, it won't. <laughs> Did um, it bite you? It bit me, Jessica. And it, yeah. bit, it bit me really hard. <laughs> So you can still see the scab. I can. On my middle finger here on my right hand. Uh-huh. Um, I can't bend it past there. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So it's maybe, maybe fractured. I don't quite think so. I mean, even if it is, it, it'll it heal fine. It'll heal fine. Um, so it bit me right oh, at- Oh, it's right swollen. In the, it bit me right little... in the middle of my like first knuckle there. Yeah. Right on my middle finger. So everything on the tip, the tip of my middle finger- there is no feeling in it at all. Yeah. I have no feeling <laughs> in the tip of my middle finger. And between my first and second knuckle, the entire bone is so bruised, it hurts to grab a pen and write. It hurts to type at work. Oh. Yeah. So thanks, Jess, for your mongoloid cousin biting the shit out of my hand. If you understand my cousins are your cousins because we come from the same parents. No, that's false. Nope, that's um, correct. And, and it was actually true. funny. As it was biting my hand, I was like, ow, ow. And boss man was like, you know, they bite through carrots, right? And so that got me scared. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was saying ow a lot louder. And luckily, boss man James's wife decided to punch this mule in the nose. <laughs> and it released me. <laughs> She's so great. She just fucking socked it. She just punched it in the nose and it released me. <laughs> and then I, I was I pet the mule again to let him know there was no hard feelings. <laughs> you got bitten by our cousin. Is that what you're saying? I got bit by your cousin. Our cousins are the same. No, no, no. Because you're a horse and I'm a human. Interesting. Because I mean, that, that math does seem to check out. There's no math. There weren't any numbers talked about. We have the same mother and father. And if I'm a horse, then that means you're a horse. Not necessarily. There's a breakdown in that somewhere because Jake, Jake's a human and you're a horse. So, you know, somebody, I'm sure somebody told you that your parents are the same or that you were, you know, that you're basically, you know, his sister or whatever because they took you on and raised you along with him. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, Jess. Yeah. 
No, it, it could have been very simple. Like think think all the way back, right? Way back to like Norse mythology, <laughs> right? Loki thought he was the brother of Thor. They thought they that's were siblings. Exactly what I was thinking, Jake. That until until Loki found out he was a frost giant, he just thought he was one of the gang. He just thought he was one of the homies. Okay. And then he found out that he was not one of the homies, and so he got plowed by a horse and got pregnant with Jorgen Munter or whatever the fuck. Jorgen. <laughs> okay. Jorgen Munter. <laughs> Did you just pull that out of your ass? No, it's the world serpent, Jessica. <laughs> Barry. Burials. Burials. Sorry. Burials. Burials. You can you can bury bodies. Can bury fucking animals. You can bury your feelings. Bury. Sorry. You can you can bury those feelings deep deep you, down. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can bury. <laughs> I don't know artifacts if you want. Sarcophagi. <laughs> sure. Is that the plural of sarcophagus? It is. Wow. You know who definitely knows the plural of sarcophagus? <laughs> you know what? I think I have an idea. Our sponsors. <laughs> we would like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. Tilted Tinker is a company that makes woodcraft products. They make plaques with all sorts of, of hilarious sayings. Lots of sarcasm and underhanded insults. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories. That's right. And everything is assembled by hand, all here in the United States. Made in the USA, and it is family owned. They are close friends of ours. That's the most I'll say. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. But they are fantastic, and we do love their products. We own many of them. I have personally purchased several items. Oh, yeah. When I get drunk, I buy a lot of their shit. It's pretty great. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. You can reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. Nice. You should go and you should buy something, listener, from their website because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And they love us just like we love you. Jacob, we also have some discount codes from Tilted Tinker. We do. They were so amazing and kind to provide exclusive three shots in promo codes for their website, which give... 15% off your entire purchase. Wow, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And they provided two promo codes. You can make your purchase using the discount code HORSICA, H-O-R-S-E-I-C-A. That's HORSE, I-C-A. Or you can use Jacob McGuire. <laughs> Jacob is spelled J-A-C-O-B. McGuire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Wow. If you support Jessica more than you support me, use code Horsica. If you like me more than you like that bitch, go ahead and use Whoa. Jacob McGuire. It will leave a gaping memory in your mind. <laughs> gaping? Gaping. Like empty? Wide? Cavernous, even? Yeah, I would, I would say all of those <laughs> are perfect synonyms. Coming up in a new Three Shots In patron exclusive. Tannis was a simple country girl looking for an escape from boring farm life. 
Big Al was everything she was looking for. A sexy, bad boy carnosaur from the wrong side of the food chain. Would their torrid romance tear their families apart? Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. To become a patron, go to threeshotsin.com and click the monthly subscription link. This is intended only for mature audiences. Three Shots In is not responsible for any soaked pants, green jeans, or stained seats. Listener discretion is advised. There's this guy named Neil Breen. Oh, my God. Dude, everybody knows about the movie The Room, right? Yep. Neil Breen makes him look like a talented filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) So, Danny at some point acquired these two cans of Pringles. Um, one of them is called Pringles Scorchin' Cheddar. It looks like it's got a Pringle and some peppers and some cheese. Sounds promising. Okay. The other one, I think there's a, there's like a YouTube channel called First We Feast. No idea. I don't know. But they have a limited time only Pringles Scorchin' Hot Ones. <laughs> and this flavor is Los Calientes Verde. Very interesting and fun uh, container design. I mean, that's probably the coolest looking Pringles cans that I've ever seen. I like it. I like the little little fire illustration on it. That's nice. So we're going to let's start with the Scorchin' Cheddar. Let's do that. Because I feel like that one is less promising. Really? I think that's going to be the best one. Go ahead and grab a couple chips, two or three. What if I don't like them? I mean, you can't gonna eat grab Pringles properly unless you eat two or three at the same time. I'm going to have one at a time. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Try it. Try it. I mean, that's pretty good. I like it. It tastes nice. The The burn just hits the tip of the tongue and nothing else. It's nice. Yeah, it's a little tingle. Doesn't bite back a whole lot. It's not very cheesy. I'm a little disappointed by that. There is absolutely no cheddar in this scorchin. Well, okay. Break out with that verde. All in all, not that spicy either. Got a little kick, but really nothing else. Yeah, it's gentle. Now. Are the chips green? Oh, I'm sorry. That was insensitive to ask you. Well, I'm assuming because it says verde and that means green in Spanish. (laughs) That means green in Espanol. That's true. So go ahead and get some of those. These are the the hot ones. Los Calientes Verde. They are green. Okay. You ready? Yes. That's going to feel to you. I feel like this one's going to hurt. Like that. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Ooh, it tastes like barbecue. Barbecue? No. It tastes exactly like the hot sauce. I've never tried that hot sauce. I mean, I've never tried that either, but it tastes like like Verdi hot sauce. Like it's, oh, fuck. Oh, wow, that kicks a oh, lot. son of a bitch. Ow. Oh, it stings. Huh. Whoa. My tongue. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that bites a lot. It's really pleasant in the beginning, though. Oh. Oh, Ooh. son of a bitch. I, re- I reached for another one, and that was. I'm going to eat more. <sighs> no, I'm not going to do that. Jacob, why did you do that? Because it tastes so good. Oh, it hurts so. It tastes tastes really good, but my burnt tongue is getting even more Los Calientes Verde in it. Oh, the level is really <laughs> high up. You see, there's like a little chili pepper meter on the side. It's almost oh, at the top. That's a very high level meter. <laughs> oh my god, my tongue! Wow, where's that? Hold on, I'm going to bring the hummus in here. So, we oh. Have, oh my God, my fucking... Tongue. I licked my fingers. <laughs> Where's my Topo Chico? 
Signature margarita. Jacob, don't. It's too bubbly. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of pansies. <laughs> Where's my hummus? <laughs> it helped for a minute, but now my tongue feels swollen. I told you that was a mistake. Oh, son of a whore. Why did Danny want us to... Ah, my tongue. Ah. It, it tastes really good, though. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. I only had one chip. Oh, I had three chips. It's really hot. That is not dying down quickly. Oh, it stings, Jessica. It stings. Go get me some bread. Go get me some, okay. go get me some pita bread. I'll be right I love pita bread on the table. Go get it. Oh. Talk, talk through it with Hanzo. I I'm, can't. He'll comfort you. My tongue doesn't want to work. I want one. No, he's going to say all gross things about my tongue. <laughs> the best way to cool a tongue. It can't, it can't be that hot. It's fucking hot, man. Oh, my God. You have any meal? I, I'm lactose intolerant, Hanzo. Really? All right, and that was the break. Hilarious, I'm sure. Yes. Now, now we will spin the wheel. I will spin the wheel. Fuck you and your hooves, Jessica. I don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> that was a way better spin than you could have ever done. Nope. Sounds exactly the same to me. It it didn't. That just might be your your equine ears not being able to hear as great. Mm, I would argue that. I, if I had those, I'd be able to hear. So I'm about to read. I'm you. about to read. So let's I, let's. Your make a clacking sound on on the wheel. I've got to go with Jake on that. Fine, whatever. About to put a muzzle on you because you need to shut up. Okay. <laughs> what would be the most dangerous exotic pet to have if it were retarded? <laughs> um, this was also sent in by anonymous. So hmm. take that and. uh store it it's a good question is it it's the kind of question you would ask your coworkers. would you yeah like in an interview you ask this question you ask a potential employer this question you ask or... a potential employee this question okay because the whatever you answer t says a lot about it your, does your work ethic it does okay um hmm most dangerous exotic pet to have if it were retarded hmm i bet an elephant elephant yeah I mean, an elephant is, is dangerous alone. That's what I'm saying. But they're they're very like mindful when they're not abused or super pissed off. Oh, okay. Like they get that they're enormous and should watch their step or be careful, you know, with their like trunk and stuff swinging around. Sure. But if it were retarded, it probably wouldn't think about that as much. Okay. I bet a lot more things would be crushed or like shat on. <laughs> they probably would chat on on many things. <laughs> well, you didn't hear there was this one poor soul um, who was charged with like helping an elephant who was constipated, and so oh, he, I saw he put on a glove that stretched all the way up to his shoulder and reached his entire arm up into its like asshole. Yeah, and like tried to like scoop out the dried up poop that was stuck in its butt, <laughs> and it got like straight up splash zoned. He uncorked its ass and yeah. was buried in its shit, and he, he was died. like straight up Nickelodeon slime. He died that way. <laughs> I heard, the version I heard said that uh, he wasn't actually buried in the shit that he had. Uh, the force of uh, the 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 force the, the force of, of the shit leaving the elephant actually took him off guard and he fell backwards and hit his head on a rock which knocked him out and he suffocated under uh, not a 
you know, not not a, an absurd amount of feces, but a, enough to suffocate. Uh, a suffocate-worthy amount. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's still super tragic. Yeah, I would be, I would hate to have a retarded elephant as a pet. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go similar to you in the danger level, um, because this is the most dangerous exotic pet, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a chimpanzee. See, I thought about saying that, but they're kind of retarded anyway. Sure, but imagine if it were like, like diagnosably retarded. Like even more so than it is. Yes. Okay. Like the regular chimpanzees, right? I can teach to do sign language and we can, we can shoot the shit, you know, and hang out and play video games together even. But this other one, the retarded one, (laughs) um, I feel like he would be the sweetest, kindest creature, gentle, be the greatest pet, but then he would just snap on a dime. But see, I just don't, I don't know. They already do that. That's, I don't know that being retarded would make that different or worse. That's kind of why I Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if mental retardation would actually amplify the, uh, the, the sheer madness of the chimpanzee. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if it were retarded, it would actually be more docile. That's why I went with an elephant, because I feel like it'd be kind of like a Lenny of Mice and Men type of situation. Like, he's trying to love you, but he's so enormous, he doesn't realize he's crushing your body. So maybe instead of a chimpanzee, it would be like one of those really big... Silverbacks or something? Yeah, like in the gorillas. Mm -hmm. Maybe having a gorilla as a pet would be a bad idea. That would be a pretty. I mean, yeah, it would. A, a retarded one, of course. Especially that one. Yeah. yeah. I would any of. I wouldn't have any any ape. You know why? Why? Because I hate every ape I see from chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Boo. Boo. <laughs> that was bad. We booed at the same time. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> Gross. Two thumbs down. Well, okay, Hanso. What's your answer for the wheel? Well, I have my primary answer, but I also have an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, due to personal experience. So, uh, my the one that a giraffe jumps out at me. A, a retarded giraffe is, I mean, they're they're again kind of retarded anyway, but or at least retarded looking. So if you actually make one, for, you know, retarded, I mean that neck is just coming at you, pinwheeling. I mean. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Yeah, if it's happy to see you or whatever, and it's coming at you going, <laughs> you know, swinging its neck around. I mean, that's, you know, that's no good for anybody. It's, it's windmilling its neck out, yeah. of, out of sheer joy. Wind, yeah, yeah. It's retarded. <laughs> I've had to tear up some property. <laughs> it's so scary. That would be so damaging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he would destroy your trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a tornado of spotted retardation. <laughs> <laughs> Those like nubby horns coming at you every like thirty seconds. You just have yeah. you just have nightmares of little spots spinning, <laughs> terrified. My well, honorable mention uh-huh. is a horse because the last time I was in the studio doing the podcast. Jessica had one of her retarded horse bits and pummeled me with some studio equipment. Nah, I mean, I was hurt, I was damaged. So, a retarded horse. I didn't pummel you. That's true. This retarded horse over here, uh, jerry rigged 
our equipment to punch you in the face. I didn't jerry rig anything. I gave him my seat because it was the most stable and he found a way to knock it loose anyway. We said, keep the center of gravity over the table. And he was like, cool. Does that mean way out here? (laughs) Does that mean like 12 inches from the edge of the table? I don't remember it that way. (laughs) (laughs) And then it fell and it hit him in the face. And then he like, like spat and kicked and like snorted and swung his fucking arms around and splashed his beer because he was so pissed. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. We never cleaned his beer stain off the wall. I think it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I, 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 I always forget there. it's there. I think it should stay there. I mean, at this point. Why should it stay there, Jake? Why should it stay there as a, as, a, as a reminder to never own a retarded horse? Oh, that is a good reminder. Subtle, you know? It's a terror that doesn't even correlate. It wasn't because of me. Also, I'm not a horse. Okay, Jessica. Whoa. Calm down, girl. Okay. Nope. There's no need to be bucking. I'm not. I haven't moved. I'm still sitting. Let's relax. I haven't gotten up from my chair. Easy, Jessica. (laughs) Not necessary. I don't need the tone. My my voice is very calm. I don't need that. I don't need to be calmed that way. I'm very calm. Of course we are. We're all calm. I, yes. Good. No. Okay, no, that's great. Okay. Whoa, whoa, easy, girl. Easy. Easy. I don't need this. Take a few steps back, Jake. She's she's about about to fuck me up. Apparently, she's about to kick me with her her hind hooves. I've pummeled before. (laughs) I'll pummel again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. That is the second wheel spin. And we're moving in now to Hanzo's story. Yep. It's all you, Hanzo. You have the floor. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll speak about uh, William the Conqueror uh, and his death and burial. So, uh, first of all, there are many, many, many reports of his death and subsequent events very wildly. And there are several, like, accepted uh, you know the historical uh, historical reports of what actually happened, but uh, what what I am about to present is is a mixture of of a what is historically accepted or or b what I find to be more logical uh, as, as to what happened. Uh, a little preface: uh, William the Conqueror was the conqueror of Normandy and uh, also the conqueror of England. He was at war with, uh, he was at war, even though he was French, he was at war with France. He hated King Philip. He was more, he was, his uh, more popular name at the time in which he was alive and ruling was actually William the Bastard. Everybody hated him and he hated everybody. Oh, wow. Uh, he didn't along with his subjects. He didn't get along with the Normans. He didn't get along with the English. He didn't get along with his family, his courtesans. Everybody hated him. But also, he was an actual bastard in the literary Oh, uh, he was so, born out of wedlock. He had no father. Yeah, correct. And when he when he died, it was a little bit of a shit show. So again, reports are conflicting, but uh, he was either wounded in battle or had uh, ruptured his internal organs on the pommel of his saddle. But suffice it to say that his uh, his intestine his intestines and, and stuff had ruptured, uh. and uh, didn't actually immediately die of that. But he was carried back to his home in Normandy 
uh, where he laid there eventually and, and eventually died. Now, on his deathbed, to complicate matters further, he uh, decided on his deathbed that of his two sons, uh, the eldest being Robert Curtoz, because he's French, he's apparently named after hosiery, <laughs> and uh, William Rufus, his younger son. So on his deathbed, he decides, fuck Robert's uh, undergarment. Uh, he's going to feed the the throne of England to uh, William Rufus. So uh, upon uh, upon him dying, uh, Rufus immediately leaves for for, for England to elbow uh, Robert Curthose out out of the out of the throne. Okay. So when they when he left, when he absconded to England, <clears throat> he left uh, <clears throat> the courtesans and the hangers on. Without, without any, you know, they're baffled and bewildered about what to do next because, uh, you know, the, everybody with any kind of say-so about what to do with William's body ha- has fled to England. So he lays here for a, a very, very, very long period of time before finally uh, somebody, you know, says, well, you know, we, with, the, the, with, the, with or without a decision, we got to get the process. Mm-hmm. So they move him from his... Uh, his home estate into a local abbey first. So uh, they they put him in this local abbey first, simply for viewing. And uh, immediately upon opening the door to the abbey to uh, view his corpse, the entire place is looted and plundered by everybody that came to see him. Oh my god! They stole, they stole everything, everything in the room, including the king's clothes. <laughs> all. So uh, eventually, this one knight who had, had took pity on on King William decided that uh, you know he's going to at least get the king embalmed. So he finds a local barber to embalm the king. <laughs> oh no! And yeah, and and even though there's no uh, official report of the autopsy, given the time and and the uh, efficientness of the, of the embalming process. We, we can safely conclude that it went pretty much like this. Uh, Armpit Moe, the local barber, purloined whatever gold was left in, in the king's teeth and then probably posed for several hours while a local painter immortalized him air-humping the corpse. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this embalming that was not really even done, uh, like I say, the king's body was pillaged further, uh, took days. Now, we're, we're talking at this point, this guy with his internal uh, injuries has, has been laying in, in states for, you know, the better part of a month. Oh, God, the smell. Uh, <laughs> so they, finally, they finally move him to, uh, what was the name of the abbey? Was it a Downton Abbey? No, it was Abbey O'Home. Now, the reason they moved him from uh, from his current spot, the Abbey O'Home, in a place called Keene, was that William had just recently had that abbey built and uh, was like, you know, a feather in his cap. It was kind of an achievement. You know, he had helped design it and it had commissioned it built and all this. So, so it, they was, moved. it was the new, hab- the new abbey. It was the Inn Abbey. Yeah, they move exactly. So they move him from his estate in uh, Rouen to to uh, Keene to the new abbey that that William just had recently had built. 
And uh, when they get him there, they decide, you know, they're going. The the, the French had this had this habit of burying uh, knights and uh, you know uh, certain roy- like fighting royalty and that kind of thing, actually burying them in the church. Ooh. So they, they have him inside the abbey that he's just had built. And in lieu, because he was such a dickhead, in lieu of like ordinary funerary proceedings, the priest is standing there pleading with these people to, uh, you know, please, you know, forgive him for what left up, what little people showed up were, you know, the, the few supporters he had. And he's pleading with them, you know, please. Uh, forgive William for all his wrongdoings. He was, uh, you know, uh, son of a bitch, uh, an, ord- an ordained king. Uh, please, you know, impress upon your vassals and your people uh, <laughs> to forgive William his trespassings. And th- and so while he's doing all this, this uh, uh, treacherous workshop French peasant shows up with a king's land grant. And starts complaining about how William had sold the land off of him to build the to build the abbey, which oh, no. turned out true. So this took several days to resolve. Yeah, I mean he had the king's land grant, you know, proving that he owned the property that William had built the abbey on. So, so it, he, it, was, know, it was it was it was founded. Yeah, yeah. Oh so no! So it took several days to resolve that because he didn't want the bastard buried on the property that he sold from. So they finally they finally reached an accord. To where William could be buried. Now, here in here's here's the part about about burying William. William at this point, he's he's the size of a beluga whale. Oh no, he's bloated. <laughs> Severely. Oh my god. So they get everybody back in the abbey, and here's King William laying there, uh, you know, bloated out. And uh, at this point, you know, they're trying to shoehorn him into the. Uh, the uh what is, what is it called what's the name for it anyway it's like the concrete opening to his tomb they're trying to shoehorn him into this tomb oh they, my god, uh, oh my god. He, he burst in an omnidirectional <laughs> no. now this is it like this is the one thing about about the whole affair that historians pretty much universally agree upon is the bursting of William's corpse <laughs> so that <laughs> he exploded, spewed viscera, festooned the entire abbey with his with his gut, and I end up finding people there while they were you know up on the body trying to stomp it in a, in, into a hole, and uh, they uh, they were lighting incense and you know by like bringing stuff in from outside and, and and setting it on fire to try to stifle the smell. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so. They're now, tr- it's like damage control now that he's burst like a beached whale. They need it for breeze. It doesn't just yeah. mask odors, it covers them. It eliminates odors. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, I mean, this is the whole thing. Uh, you know, there, God, the priest is sitting there, hey, you know, he sure he was a dick, but please forgive him. And this guy shows up, hey, don't bury him here. He sold this place for me. Wow. And then the last, the last spit on the face was him literally yeah. exploding. Yep. Well, I mean, yep. they kept him out of like he kept, he was obviously decaying, obviously embalming. Like he wasn't embalmed in the first place. Okay. So, let's just say you don't have someone to embalm 
the king, right? Uh-huh. When you well, at least... he had a barber. There was a barber. <laughs> he did have that's a barber. True. But yeah, armpit mo. Did you say armpit mo? Armpit mo. That's, I assume that was, I'm assuming that's what his name was. That's probably okay. what it was. That, that sounds factual. Um, wouldn't you at least have like some quasi doctor like cut him open and remove all of his organs? I there was well, no I mean, like when as soon as he started bloating, there wasn't even like an attempt to release the pressure. No, they let him. No, they let him swell. I, but but you know, it, uh, I guess you've got to you've got to accept a, a certain amount of ignorance on the part of these morons too, because you know the knight had technically paid for an embalming, so they thought, I guess they thought he had been embalmed. Even though, you know, he was obviously corpulent with internal gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so I assume they, like, I don't know, mopped up and scraped his body pieces off of the surrounding area and just, like, stuffed that into his mausoleum or wherever it, it was he was you know, there. I, that's, that's, a good, that's a good question because I, I don't know if they... Like stood over the hole and wrung out washcloths, make sure every <laughs> bit, you know every last bit of it made it into the tomb. Yes. <laughs> uh, considering how much people hated him, I doubt they. It's a wonder he got. It's a wonder he got. Uh, My God, so I, I doubt. I doubt they took great labors in making sure that his uh, his, his remains were all all uh, coupled together in the end. <laughs> I think my favorite part of your story was when they allowed people to first view him. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they immediately ransacked the happy. <laughs> they the shit out of They it. rushed into his funeral service like it was Black Friday and just started, like, <laughs> yeah. snatching candelabras and, like, any of his jewels, robbing the his church robes. as well. They took his robes, his clothes, they're gone. Yeah, well, when the night, when the sympathetic night who... I, I can't find a name for this poor fellow, but when the, when the poor sympathetic knight uh, found the king uh, b- before hiring armed Pitmo, uh, when he found the king, when he came to view the king, the entire place was looted and the king lying naked upon the floor bloated. <laughs> <laughs> they took his casket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they, they pretty much ransacked the place, yeah. <laughs> He must have been. He must have been such an asshole. They just left his naked body on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly macabre. Yes. Yes. Poor William. <laughs> that is amazing. Why didn't they teach me this in school? <laughs> yeah, that you know, that's the part about the Norman Conquest. They seem to miss out is the the looting and pillaging and the exploding corpses. The bloating and exploding of William the Conqueror. (laughs) Wow. See, what's funny is like that kind of thing still happens now. I I was looking because my I will be moving into my story now if yours is done. And it was I, I had thought of funeral directors and I was like, I wonder if they have any interesting stories about like people requesting that they be buried with something odd, you know? So mm-hmm. I, looked, I looked into that. Like like what? Um. Well, I, I couldn't find anything more interesting than like, I don't know, a handful of celebrities who wanted to be buried with, you know, whatever their favorite thing was. Like Frank Sinatra wanted to be buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, that's dope as fuck. He apparently. I imagine Amy Winehouse had the same problem. I don't know. It was she wasn't on the list. Oh. But 
he was buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels because allegedly he drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels every day. Nice. Um, and then there was, I don't know, like some other celebrity wanted to be buried in the driver's seat of her like really expensive sports car. And they, they, oh, they, went obliged. Along with they obliged that buried her, buried the car, like a hole big enough for her car and put her corpse in it. Huh? <laughs> like there were things like that, but there was this one, you know, that kind of segued into, uh, funeral directors and morticians and their stories. So morticians, obviously that's the uglier part of the, of death, the funeral, funeral, funeral process. Yeah. If you're going to have a funeral for someone, it sometimes the funeral isn't until like a couple weeks after they've died because they want to make sure everyone can be present. The funeral obviously isn't for them. It's for whoever is mourning them. Um, so they want their body to be taken care of. So they remove the organs, they embalm it, and they freeze it. Essentially. It, well, they refrigerate. Re- refrigerate. Yeah. But some of them were saying they, like, I was looking at, like, the morticians, like, Reddit. <gasps> subreddit. Morticians Reddit? Uh-huh. I need to get on there. There's a lot of crazy stuff on there. One guy was like, because Ask Reddit did this, like, you know, morticians of Reddit. What's the, like, most, the oddest or most uncomfortable or creepiest thing you've ever encountered in your work and I was like oh god like stand by and there was some pretty bleak stuff in there but one of them was uh I got my first bloater as as a a student that they had like a two-year student sort of like internship type deal but paid and this they said there it was their first bloater which kind of implies that like that's a term everyone uses because it happens yeah and of course it would that a corpse would come in and be extremely bloated and they said that they had to pop him and that they did it incorrectly. So his guts ended up all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, terrible. Um, But apparently a realistic thing that still happens now. I mean, I guess if someone, well, you know, they illegal to bury somebody in a a pine, in a, like a pine uh, coffin, uh, or at least I, I guess it varies from state to state, but, I know it is in Virginia because they were horrible to explode. Uh, but it, it still to this day, every now and then they actually get the seal too tight when they, uh, oh. when they bury you in your, and I'm still trying to remember the name of that word. Uh, I wish Lyle were here, but it's the <laughs> concrete thing that entombs your, your casket. They, they seal those it's a, a little a, too tightly. It's a vault. Time. It's a vault. Vault. There, yes, that should have been. That should have been a lot easier for me to recall. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so they'll seal the vault a little too tightly sometimes. And it'll and pop like a can explode. of biscuits. Yep. What? Yeah. Because yeah. the gases will be expelled from the body regardless. And if it's if it's on too tight and it doesn't leave like some room, you know, for the gases to expand and push it up like a couple centimeters so that it can escape out the sides. And then once the gas has already been released, it'll fall back down and close. So then you don't have to worry about it. But if they seal it a lot, it will just fill up. It'll be like like putting um, what's that like Mentos in a Coke bottle? Yeah. You know, like it'll just build and build and build until it explodes. And you'll see like this was on uh, there's a YouTube channel also called Ask a Mortician or something. And it's this woman um, who's a mortician talking about how some people will still do that. They'll make mistakes and seal this vault or, you know, whatever too tightly. 
And so the gases don't release, they build and build, and you'll end up seeing like that you can see the explosion from the surface. Oh my God. Yeah. And so dirt will just like, you'll hear this like loud boom and like this pop and like air will just explode and it'll smell God awful because it's from a body. But it wouldn't have been that forceful if they hadn't sealed but should, it so shouldn't tightly. Shouldn't there be no gases at all? Shouldn't the body have been removed of organs and blood? It depends. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not but, necessary but it, everywhere. What? Yeah, it's not necessary everywhere, but you even even when you remove all the organs and stuff, like the body decaying on its own produces a lot more gas than you think. Yeah. So it like the body's still going to decay. It's not like they take your skin and turn you into a scarecrow. Like you still have tissue and like I don't know how how much exactly they remove just the process of your flesh decaying even if your organs are removed gas will be produced by that that's fucking disgusting yeah that's why you know how um some places it's like a like a, a mausoleum above ground mausoleum where you'll see almost like drawers it's like all this it's it's like marble thing and there's like rows like a wall of plaques with people's names on it sure those sort of like drawers, are storing bodies. Right. They have to make sure there's a backway funnel that guides any gases that build up in even those tombs to escape from. And they make sure it is like they buy all of that land to make sure that that's funneled somewhere. People aren't just going to be walking by because it's going to smell awful. Yeah, I think I think it's called the devil's hole. <laughs> they no, have to do that. That's what Jessica calls her butthole. That is what I call my butthole, but that has nothing to do with this. He's talking about like the way you need to make sure gases can naturally escape so that it doesn't bust the like front drawer part of the corpse drawer or whatever, including um, sometimes the drawer. I keep calling it that, but I don't know that it's actually called that. <laughs> the, the door that closes like tombs, this that uh, those kinds of tombs, those need to be sealed properly. Because uh, there were people were taking pictures of like, oh, my God, like it smells God awful in this hallway and there are flies everywhere. And look and they'll take a picture and it's this cracked like drawer face. They didn't close it properly. And there's like like fluid leaking out of it. Oh, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. No, throw my body into the ocean or some shit. <laughs> like, just get be rid of me by sharks. Just get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It's ugly, but I think it's really fascinating. I considered being a mortician for, I mean, not very long, maybe two months in my what, teen what years. What if you buried a body without a casket, without anything at all? You just dug up dirt, tossed a body in, it just like, right, on the floor, and then you just threw dirt on top of it. Then what? I don't know. I'm not a mortician. Probably actually less volatile than, far less volatile, I'd say, than uh, than putting it in a box of any kind. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I wouldn't know, but it kind of sounds like a lot of our um like funeral habits, you know, all of our traditions are more based on the comfort of the people mourning this person and not the person themselves. Like they want to be treated, they want to treat them respectfully, but each culture kind of decides what that means. Gross. Yeah. Just throw me in the fucking dumpster, you know. You just want to be in a dumpster? Just get rid of me. I have no problem putting I don't, you in a dumpster. I don't want to explode near anybody. <laughs> well, you'll explode near someone. Uh, yeah, but those are trash people. I don't care about them. Okay. I mean, the staff at McDonald's will end up smelling you rotting. I also don't care about them. Okay. 
they're, they're teens anyway. They need to learn about the world. Yeah. They're bureaucrats. I, I don't respect them. <laughs> and McDonald's. <laughs> What kind of red tape do you think is involved in getting your Big Mac? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it sounds like that's my cue because all of that was just extra stuff I had read. I I, that was just the prelude. It was the prelude. There was a bunch of stuff I wanted to discuss, um, and it took me a while to decide on one thing because we're it's our last episode and Halloween is fast approaching. So I wanted to talk about something spooky, but I knew, you know, present company would get really bored and very cynical if I talked about anything even remotely supernatural. So I didn't. Who? 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 Oh, no, it's no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I love the supernatural. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I decided to talk about, uh, skeevy funeral directors who abused their uh, role as funeral directors. They're entrusted with quite a lot. Right. Sometimes they abuse their power. Like sexually? Sure, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so this isn't in like chronological order or anything, just the order I found them in. So skeevy, corrupt, totally not chill funeral directors being super awful and terrible when it comes to dead loved ones. Let's talk about that. Love that. Here we go. 1988, Bobby Wilkes. Okay. Bobby Wilkes was a funeral director at the Barber Funeral Home in Cross Plains, Tennessee. He was there for at least 20 years. He would often advise the families of the deceased to leave before he lowered the casket into the grave because it may be too difficult for them to watch, you know, in the process of grieving. Uh. What? Please continue. Okay. I'm reluctant to, to believe this man. Anyway, most heeded his advice and did in fact leave before he lowered the casket into the grave. But in October 1988, someone didn't. The pallbearers of one funeral did step away from the gravesite of their loved one, but kept their eyes on Wilkes because they also thought that's a weird thing to ask us to do. They watched him lower the casket into the burial vault and proceed to fill the grave with dirt without placing the lid on first, which he charged them for separately, $375, in order to include with the vault itself. He didn't even sell the body to science? (laughs) What? He just fraudulently charged them $300 for a vault lid? This This is what tipped it. They actually saw him try to skim off the top. Okay. You know, they were like, whoa, you charged us almost 400 bucks for the lid of the vault and you didn't put it on and then tried to act like you did, but we saw you. So he denied it, even though they watched him not put it on. And then they went to the cops. Obviously, he was arrested. Um, Is that illegal? I mean, I don't know. Apparently in 1988, it was. Uh, Either way, this was a scandal big enough that it made it on the news. So a bunch of other people filed complaints and 30 graves ended up being exhumed uh, to investigate any foul play. Mm. Similar to the first case, some of the graves were buried without vault lids. He was trying to save a few hundred bucks that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them were simply without vaults, even though the vaults had been paid for. One man, a friend of Bobby's that he'd grown up with, said that he'd sold many of his mother's possessions in order to afford her funeral and a vault for her casket. He had his mother's grave opened and discovered that she'd been buried 18 inches deep 
Whoa. In a broken in a in a broken casket, which had been partially opened when she was exhumed, implying that her casket had been pushed in, or perhaps lowered very carelessly, and there was no vault, even though he had paid for one. Also, his mother's wristwatch, one of the possessions he hadn't sold, had been stolen. Mm. Yes. Bobby. At least two coffins were found buried on their side, which does imply they were just <laughs> <laughs> they were just dumped in. <laughs> ten more, ten or more coffins were stuffed with garbage. For <laughs> for example, when the grave of Danny Ray Pith was exhumed, author- authorities found dirty diapers, an apple core dog food cans, and a full vacuum cleaner bag in the casket along with the body. It was just a junkyard as well? I don't know. He, like, had extra garbage, and this was just a convenient way for him to get rid of it. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) Um, One body, the husband of a woman he had known for 25 years, had been buried with no vault or a casket, both of which had been paid for. Investigators found another man, Joseph Roth, had been wrapped in cardboard and buried only three feet deep, instead of with the coffin and vault that his family had ordered. Ah. Yes. So, needless to say, Wilkes was charged with burial fraud, and okay. this resulted in a 71-count indictment. Oh, oh, that'll get you. Uh-huh. In October 1989, Wilkes pled guilty to two counts of grand larceny for burying bodies without coffins or vaults, which the families had purchased, and later to 48 different charges. He was sentenced to 28 years and 11 months in prison. Oh, that's not that bad. Also, the funeral board revoked his funeral director license, <sighs> and they fined him six, They fined him $6,000. No, that doesn't seem that bad, <laughs> that honestly. That seems harsh. <laughs> I thought it was crazy that he got sentenced to 28, like, all, basically 29 years in prison. Like, yeah. that is bad. It but- was, look, it was, the charges were small. But you have 70 of those bad boys stacked up. Yeah. That looks really bad. And also, you're not going to sway a jury your way when you, they you, the shit, on, you shit on the dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. That's pretty bad. <laughs> also, I bet it amounted to like a pretty heavy, like serious felony because he was essentially stealing. And that adds up. It's like, not, no, stealing is different from fraud. Well, he they had paid for something. He kept their money, but didn't follow through and give their. That's like, fraud, not stealing. Stealing would be how he stole the watch. Ah, OK. Well, he did do that, too. He, I mean, he did it all. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby didn't fuck around. <laughs> no. Next up, 1977, the body baron of Broward County. That's badass. It does. It sounds a lot cooler than it, it turned out to be. Oh, man. But that was pretty cool. Anyway. 1977, uh, Joseph Damiano opened a body transport business in Southern Florida, and uh, he had many lucrative contracts, basically monopolized the market there. Um, Eventually, his business evolved into cremation services. So in the 90s, Damiano was hit with several lawsuits. Uh, Some of the cases I first started reading about didn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm not sure how people would know whether their loved one's ashes were mixed with other ashes from different people. I feel like ashes all look the same, but either way, one woman believed that her husband's ashes had been mixed with someone else's, so she complained about that and wanted to sue him. At the trial, former employees did testify that Damiano um, was cremating people all together at the same time. 
<laughs> to save money on the fumes. I can only assume it was just like to save money and time. It's I like the logic is understandable, but like the grieving families didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, other allegations were that instead of scattering ashes like he had been instructed to and paid to do, Damiano simply dumped them behind his crematorium in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all this seems very petty to me. <laughs> you get a box of ashes back. What do you care? You're the one that decided to pitch him in a fire. <laughs> so in every civil case that was brought against Damiano, he lost. <laughs> I would imagine. He was ordered. This is kind of silly to me. But anyway, he was ordered to pay a total of $39 million to the people he wronged. Jesus Christ. Obviously, that didn't happen. He didn't have $39 million. In fact, Damiano didn't even have property in his name. I can only assume he anticipated he would be found out, and he put all of his businesses and properties in the names of others. Dude, Damiano is a fucking genius. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Fucking criminal mastermind. In, uh, In 2001, there was an investigation of funeral services in Florida. And so Damiano having a lot of money owed that went unpaid, it brought a lot of attention his way. He also had an additional like 15 grand in fines to the government. Obviously, if you're investigating shady funeral services, Damiano's is, he's probably top of the list. So they looked into his business and they found out that he actually never had a license to run an incinerator. Um. And they also found out that he'd been illegally renting out bodies to an embalming school. What? (laughs) Before cremating them, as he'd been instructed and paid to do, he earned an extra few bucks by renting them out to the embalming school where they would be embalmed. And then he would bring them back and cremate them. Throw my body in the ocean, Jessica. (laughs) Throw my body. No one can fuck with me. If I'm in the bottom of the ocean, okay. As many as 600 bodies were illegally rented out for $110 each. In March 2001, his operations were finally shut down. He was arrested for fraud, operating without a license. And in May, but in May 2016, he uh, appeared again on the news. Oh no. Because he, he started to run an online cremation service out of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like this guy's business model. It's the Carvana of cremation. <laughs> I mean, he's literally making money in every way possible uh-huh. off, off of corpses. Yes. So there were some not so great reviews left on his online business. <laughs> I don't. He just got a fucking corpse, but he rented it to a school. They <laughs> left him one star reviews. <laughs> Customers said that Ash's Ruhr turned to them mishandled. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like he poured them straight into the box. There's no bag. Or <laughs> I'm not sure. Dude, this is horrible. <laughs> some people said that it took months for their ashes to be returned to them. And uh, some people said that he would raise the price. Uh, after obtaining the corpse, 
would cremate them and then wouldn't return the ashes until they paid what he asked, Jeez. essentially holding them for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Jacob? This is this is so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Pretty bad. He hurt so many people. Uh-huh. Are, are you ready to move on to the next one? Oh, oh my God. Can anyone beat that? What was his name? Damien? No, his name was uh, Joseph Damiano. Oh, man. Or Damiano, I guess. I don't know. Spell it. Damiano. M-I-A-N-O. Okay, that's exactly how I spelled it. Thanks, Italians, for having those easy to spell <laughs> names. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, this is the last skeevy funeral director on my list in the early 2000s Robert Winston okay so he got into the business when he was 49 years old uh having retired from being an electrician sure a strange change in um career I'd say going from being an electrician to a funeral director that was strange to me uh-huh doesn't matter while on the job uh I guess as an electrician, the reason for his retirement, he had developed some sort of like asbestos related illness and he um, filed a lawsuit against an asbestos company for his exposure. Okay. So with the settlement money, he had gone to school to train to be a funeral director. He'd passed his exams and he opened the Newman Winston Memorial Chapel in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Unfortunately. Robert was very terrible with money. Okay. This in, this meant collecting the money that he was owed, as well as managing it properly once he received it. Okay. By late 2000, he was in very deep financial problems. Poor Robert. I, I feel bad for the man. Right. He's just not that smart of a guy. Smart enough to finish funeral director school, but not to manage his lawsuit money. Right. So, a steady source of income he did manage to secure was from McGee Women's Hospital cremating fetuses and dead newborns. Oh, man. Apparently, um, he would take the money from them and rather than put it toward business-related expenses, would use it to pay for other bills. Okay. Because he did that, he couldn't afford to cremate the fetuses and the bodies of the infants. And and so so he, he did what? He just stored them. Oh, my God. In his funeral home. March 2004, Winston has had his license suspended for three years for running an unlicensed funeral home, and he didn't notify the state that he was selling prearranged funeral plans. They didn't like that. No, no. So eh, not having his license anymore meant no more income, couldn't afford to pay for the funeral home, so he was eventually evicted. And in August 2005, his ex-wife called the police and told them that he may be storing bodies in his garage. Oh my god. The police searched the garage, and inside they found 313 fetuses, <gasps> 253 biohazard containers containing unspecified fetal autopsy remains, and the remains of 19 newborns who had died shortly after being born. Oh my god. Police believed that all of these remains were had come from the women's hospital between just 2000 and 2002. Uh, he was arrested. And charged with 19 counts of abusing a corpse. I assume that's for the uh, the newborns. And he pled guilty and was given probation. Yeah, I was like, that's not a very heavy felony. Yeah. 
Oh, that's disgusting. Right. Oh, man. It's pretty bad. Not taking advantage of people a lot as much as the others, I suppose, but like still pretty awful. Yeah, it's rough. That's rough. <laughs> he just stored them. Why? I don't know. Like, that's what was strange is he was running the business, but rather than put their payment toward making like the crematorium run, he would put it toward other th- other things and decide to like store the fetuses to cremate later when he could pay it. But he never could because he could never figure out his money. So he has all of these bodies just like piling up. And before he knows it, he's in so deep financially, he's evicted from the funeral home and feels obligated to bring them with him. So, like, he's not as shitty as the other two, but, like, fuck. <laughs> Look, so he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's terrible. That is super bad. <laughs> that is way worse than Damiano. Was- well, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to have to run. Oh, okay. That's okay. No, that's okay. But uh, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it and can't wait to be on again. You're welcome anytime, Hanso. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I love you guys. We love you too. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. That was gross. I hated those stories. Yeah. I hated those. Yeah, those were, those were pretty bad. How did you feel when you were researching those? Um, shocked. But to be honest, those are not the, like more shocking stories we've told on this podcast. So. No, that was just horrendous. <laughs> it was awful. Man. Okay. We're now with Hanzo gone. Jessica, will you spin the wheel? I shall. Okay. This is a good one. A long one, but a good one. Okay. Okay. Every cashier wants to kill you, but they can only do it inside their store. What store do you never enter? And what store do you feel very safe in. I would feel very safe. I think I need this explained to me one more time. So, so I think no I think, explanation for some reason, a store, the store I enter into, the cashiers will want to kill the me. The cashiers want to kill you. Not necessarily all the other staff, but the cashiers, they want to kill you. Okay. And but so, they can only do it inside the store. So if you don't, if you don't walk into the store, they won't kill you. Okay. And so the question is saying, what would be, the worst store to have the cashiers want to kill you and what would be like the least intimidating what store? would be like the safest store like you 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 have no qualms walking mm-hmm. into that store i would feel very safe in an ulta oh smart i think i i'd be okay there um i think i could i could hold my own you know and survive mm-hmm. if i happened to enter it i never do but i've been in a couple and it seems pretty consistent mhm um you know a forever 21 Right. Or an Abercrombie. That's exactly uh, my first thought was Abercrombie. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Least safe. I'm going to say like Harbor Freight. Oh, oh they'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the, I forget what they're called. Those like, um, creatine vitamin shops. There's only ever one cashier, but he's the, fucking jacked. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The like vitamin plus stores uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. The like supplements. Yeah. And like protein powders. Oh, they're scary. Uh huh. No, those are good answers. Fuck. Those are really good answers. So I think for me, I would also feel safe in like, you know, department stores, you know, American Eagle. Orange Julius. Oh, I'd be perfectly safe in an orange, buying and 
from an orange Julius. Hot dog on a stick. I'm good. You could definitely. I'm fine. Defeat I can walk into a Jamba Juice and feel confident. You could defeat every teen in that show. Oh yeah, I'd fuck them up. They would have no chance mm-hmm. to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I were to walk into like a boot barn or like a Cavenders, <laughs> I think I, I think I'd be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think if I walked, well, nah. a Lowe's. Look, Lowe's. They got the tools for it, right? The, but if the you look, weapons. if you think about it, the actual cashiers are not intimidating. I would, I would feel okay in a Lowe's. I'd be, in, I'd be on, on the watch. I don't want to be scared to go into Lowe's. Okay. I'd be scared to go into Tractor Supply Co. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I can only think of places I'd feel safe and not places I would feel intimidated. I know there are, but I feel like we've named all the like the big ones. All the yeah, all we, the top well, of the list ones. We had avoided the obvious one. Which was Bass Pro Shops. Oh, yes. They would slaughter me yep. in an instant. Mm-hmm. And they'd have an arsenal to work with as well. I honestly, you know what? I wouldn't feel safe in a Walmart. I, oh, I, I specifically avoided Walmart. I wouldn't feel safe there. Teenagers or not, they'll fuck me up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slice and dice my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think we, I think we've got a, a fairly good spread. I think that yeah. that's a, it's a good list, a solid list. Yeah, you'd be safe in like jewelry stores, you know? Probably. Mm-hmm. You'd be safe going to like the Wetzel Pretzel. I would be safe there. Mm-hmm. It'd be dangerous to go to Raising Cane's, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, you know how like every mall's got one of those like oddly named Chinese stores that have just like all sorts of like Chinese goods inside? Like very like, like statues oh. of Buddha and. Like the, the fake taxidermy cats? Yeah. Uh huh. They would fucking kill me so quickly yeah no that's a dangerous place to be mm-hmm. but like men's warehouse i'm good to go not worried <laughs> fine i'd be overpowered not intimidated but overpowered um i'd feel unsafe in any barbershop just about the tools yeah they got they got a lot of tools mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they could distract me over here and fuck me up over there you know mm-hmm. what i mean they've got so many chemicals they could just like splash into your eyeballs mm-hmm. and then they've got all those like like shears and in the razor blades, straight razors. Yeah. Straight razors. what they're called. Well, I think we nailed it now that that's yep. I think that was, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Actually, the amount of stores we can name for both sides. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'd feel s- super safe in like the nerd stores. GameStop, like GameStop or like the, the, like, you know, like nerdy collectible stores, atomic comics. Yeah. I'd feel perfect in there. Mm-hmm. No qualms about those cashiers. Yeah, yep. we did it. Okay. Those are good. Well, Jess, we're almost done. We're almost done with season three. We are. All we have left to do is say, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with those nerds at GameStop. You can share it with those really preppy people that work at, you know, like the JCPenney or or the Macy's or or the Dillard's. You can share it with them. You can share it with anybody. You can share it with the, the, the mall security guards. You can share it. With uh, those people that try to sell you perfume in the Macy's mm-hmm, the or the pe- Dillard's. The perfume peddlers. Yes. The old peddlers. Love it. Uh, are, are the gypsies in town? Are, is the carnival there? Share it with them. Carnies. Share it with anybody. All right. Yeah. You guys can w- visit our website at threeshotsin.com. That will lead you to all of our social media accounts as well as our PayPal donation button. That is our internet tip jar. We would love it. If you gave us a little something 
That's Show us true. some love. Um, we love the tip. We would far prefer that you join us on Patreon, where we have much more to offer you. We have our Three Shot Cinema, our patron-only podcast, um, which you know we have an episode coming up for. We do. We watched Men. Men. Yes. It's a movie. Yes, it is. All about men. <laughs> um, sort of. But we, I mean, we, we'll get into that later. Um, we also have a, a, a production in the works, a Three Shots Presents, Three Shots In Presents. We are currently calling it Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust, but we may call it something different. Yeah, we may call it like something like similar but different, you know? Sure. Yeah. As to not infringe. Mm. On any copyrights. Right, right. We might change something. We might say dinosaur love story or something. Yeah, who knows? Who even knows? Anyway, that's in the works. Please join us on Patreon so you can be a part of it. Um, well, this is our very last episode of this season. We will begin season four in December, very likely. We'll be back in time for Christmas. But there's a lot going on in November, so we've got to take a, a very short hiatus. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. We got we got a wedding to go to in the first week of November. Second week of November, we have all of our bachelor bachelorette stuff for my wedding. Third week of November, we got my wedding. Actual wedding. Fourth week of November. Your honeymoon and also Thanksgiving. <sighs> Everything, just all back to back, which is the perfect time for us to take a break from the podcast and and really just, you know, plug plug into our lives, you know? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys all for joining us. We love and appreciate every one of you who has listened and who has downloaded and even more so the ones who are on Patreon, but like everyone equally, of course. Of course, of course. And you know what? In the meantime, it does, whether you are contributing financially or not, help us a ton for you to continue listening and recommend it to anybody you think, recommend the podcast to anyone you think would enjoy it. This has been the last episode of season three of Three Shots In. And we'll see you around Christmas time. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. See you soon. See ya. Oh, and uh, Fenrir, the the big wolf. Yeah. He got fucked by a wolf? He gave birth to a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he got fucked by one.